a lot of people can't go from being a full process diet lifestyle to a very strict one and not give up at some point. So I started making changes to a few things without making myself feel like I couldn't enjoy life. Hey friends, this is the Next Level Glam Podcast and I'm Glam Gal. Thank you for joining me as I discuss all things transformation inside and out with my sisters in Christ. Pull up a chair, it's about to go next level. Hello, my beautiful friends, sisters in Christ. You know, those of us that have obeyed the will of the Father, which is simply to believe on his Son, we that have believed have ceased from our works and entered into his rest. Amen. When we start working on this outer shell, it can be very overwhelming. You don't really know where to begin because it seems like everything that you're currently doing needs to be changed. And I totally understand that. You know, a lot of us assume when we enter into the journey that we're going to have to be hitting the gym really hard, that we're going to basically be starving to death, you know, with very minimal caloric intake, and that we have to avoid everything that we love. I think that when we focus on just a couple of things, you know, sometimes just one at a time, it'll help you from wanting to quit because you're overwhelmed by trying to do too many things at once. You can take it from me. All right. And it doesn't matter if you're just starting in the journey or if you found yourself in a rut and you just need like a kickstart in the butt. These are things that I always go back to when I find myself in that place. So the first thing that I want to talk about is sleep. Yeah, sleep. And I know you're probably thinking to yourself, this is super simplistic. And, you know, maybe it is, but I feel like it's really overlooked in our society, okay? We live in a society where it's stay up all night, sleep all day. So I really do think it's worth mentioning because I've talked about how not only does our spirit need rest, but our bodies do too. Again, I am sharing what my research has shown me and what has worked for me. So take the meat and leave the bones with what I share. But sleep was something that I had completely out of whack for a very long time. And we think that the lack of sleep just means that we're tired, but it really means so much more than that. We need to know that we run on a circadian rhythm. It's what's needed to function well in this body. I think a lot of us can relate to just feeling tired in general. And I think that we assume it's other things when really it's we're not employing sleep boundaries in our life. Humans in general need anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep per night. On average, people who sleep about eight and a half hours a night lose more fat than the counterparts that are getting by on 5.5 hours of sleep a night. And the people that are squeezing by with the five hours of sleep a night are actually not losing fat. They're losing other non-fat mass, like your muscles, the things that we're trying to grow. So when you're skipping on that sleep, you're doing more harm than good. So like when you're tired, your brain won't compute as it should. Waking up tired means that you're too tired to make some of those choices that you really, really want to hold yourself to. You're going to be quick to stop at the gas station and grab a donut instead of taking the, you know, 10 minutes to make yourself some healthy eggs for breakfast. And honestly, the lack of sleep really does trigger your craving section of your brain. And, you know, eventually when you start incorporating workouts and activity, you're not going to have the energy necessary to complete those and get those done if you're lacking on sleep. Now, I'm not talking to people who are literally living off their own willpower. Willpower is a very strong element that we have within ourselves, but willpower can also run you into the ground because you're not getting the rest necessary and eventually your body will shut down. Your brain will shut down and start working against you. When we are going without sleep, 
it triggers the hormone cortisol to become in overproduction. So basically when you're not sleeping, you're causing your body to stress and release that hormone. And then it hangs on to the things that we're trying to get rid of. And that's why maybe one week you're doing really good, you're losing weight. And then maybe you have a week of late nights where you're you're skipping on the sleep and then you're not losing weight the same way. As a matter of fact, even if you're keeping up on the same activity and you're eating the same way, but can it actually cause you to gain the weight back. So it's very counterproductive to skip on the sleep. It's like the one thing that you can do for yourself today that the tomorrow you is going to be thanking you for. And a lot of people struggle with getting that rest in, whether it's due to distractions like your cell phone or movies late at night or kids. But sometimes you may feel like, honestly, the sleep don't want to have you. So there are some things that you can take action on to help ensure that you get a good night's rest. Number one, for me, invest in desirable linens for your bed. Fresh bedding for me is like how the ocean calls to Moana, okay? It's like, it just calls to me. I can't say it enough. It's like one of my uh, little pleasures that I truly enjoy in life. I also really think in conjunction with that, getting yourself on a PM routine is super important. It'll be like, I'll work out, I'll shower, and I'll you know do the skincare and put on a cute set of jammies, do some reading in the word and crawling into bed. And that's the other thing, read the word. Um, a lot of people say that when they read the word, they get sleepy. And for those of you who are struggling getting sleepy, open the Bible and get in the word. And hey, and if it doesn't put you to sleep, you're garnering really great scripture and spiritual truths in your spirit bank that's going to feed you anyway. So it's a win-win. On top of that, why don't you spend some time in prayer? You know, interject that into your PM routine right before you jump in the Bible or just ask God to bless your sleep and to give you rest. It's about putting those cares, putting those concerns on the Lord and not putting it on ourselves always to make it happen. As somebody who struggles with coffee addiction, be cautious when you consume it. Caffeine is a drug. You know, I know that we're like desensitized to hearing that, but it stimulates our brain and we really, really need to look at how caffeine affects our body. So for me, if I want to sleep well at night, I can't have coffee after like 12, two o'clock in the afternoon, I've gone on to the decaf vibe. So it tricks my brain thinking that I'm having coffee, but it's decaf so I can sleep at night. As somebody who is known to love a good nap or two, don't take more than a 15 or 20 minute nap in the afternoon or whenever you need to rest your eyes during the day. If you actually take one of those naps where you wake up in a different century, you're not going to be tired when bedtime comes. The other thing that I'd like to point out, yes, again, very simplistic, hydration. Water, big news here, H2O, essential for our survival, just like sleep is, okay? But a lot of us treat it like it's an afterthought. On my journey, I had to realize that I had to change my mind about water and start making some changes. So the first thing that I did was be intentional about my water consumption. Such an easy way that you're not even thinking about making changes is about what you're drinking. So many people drink a soda a day. You're drinking like hundreds of calories per can of soda. Every giant coffee drink that you order, it's not helping you take you in the right direction. You're drinking your calorie consumption that you need for the day. You're not even getting your calorie nutrients in there yet and you've already blown half of your calorie budget 
on your drinks in the mornings. The other thing with real hydration, guys, is I know that we live in a society that totally demonizes salt, but the fact is our bodies need salt and, and water follows salt. So the kind of salt that I'm talking about is electrolytes. And this is why it's so important to have electrolytes because a lot of people will think that chugging gallons of water a day is the answer, but you're not actually helping your muscles absorb that hydration and you can actually get super, super sick and potentially die from hydrating too much. After we've expelled a lot of energy, say being super active at work or doing a workout, we need to replenish those electrolytes and they boost a lot of metabolic processes in our body. And when those sodium levels are off, it affects us in a lot of different ways. It helped not only, you know, hydrate myself, but it helped recover my muscles after workouts. And it also curbed my hunger. The other part of this episode, which is called Eat, Sleep, and Repeat. Obviously, the foods that we eat, how we eat, that affects a lot of things. And like I said, it can be overwhelming because there's a lot out there. So here's what I've learned. A lot of people can't go from being a full process diet lifestyle to a very strict one and not give up at some point. So I started making changes to a few things without making myself feel like I couldn't enjoy life. And I know that a lot of you guys are probably wondering why isn't working out on this like three tip little episode. And I'm going to tell you why, because weight loss is really 80% nutrition and 20% activity. So that tells you that most of your focus should be on what you're consuming or what you're not consuming. The 80-20 rule means 80% you care about what you're consuming. You're trying to eat the least amount of processed foods available and 20% whatever. And that's two out of 10 things that you eat a day that are a little bit more prevalent. But I will tell you guys, it's not a free for all. You still need to consider portion control. I needed to retrain my brain about what it felt like to be full, what the appropriate serving size is. For the last however many years, I've always cut the plate in half. We're not supposed to feel like we need to unbutton our pants. That's not... That's not it. Let's appreciate just having the feeling of being satiated without feeling like we have to bust at the seams to say it's a good meal or to have a good time. Initially, when I started, I had to come to realization that we don't live to eat. We eat to live. All I'm really saying is that every single meal of every single day isn't going to be it. It's nice to have certain meals to look forward to, but we really should have a pretty basic routine of foods that we pull from for most of the time. The, the most majority time should be pretty regulated and uh, the fun, spicy, sweet stuff should really be at a minimum. We have full liberty to enjoy those treats and whatnot, but it's making the connection about how these foods not only make your body look, but how it makes you feel. It brought to mind when I was in scripture this last week, I think it was in Deuteronomy or Numbers, I can't remember, but... It was basically talking about the children of Israel that had been brought out of Egypt by the Lord. And eventually they came to a point in the wilderness. They were hungry and God rained down manna, heavenly bread for his children. And of course, they were complaining because back in Egypt, they had all kinds of meats, exotic fruits to choose from. And they were kind of salty about it, just like any of us would be salty about it, right? But the point is, he wanted to teach them, number one, to rely on him, to be grateful for his provision, 
And also he was teaching them that we do not live on bread alone, but we live on every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It is God that sustains us, not food. And when you have that kind of set in your mind, it makes you understand that that food can be a huge distraction and that we give it way too much of a priority and a pedestal in our lives. And we just kind of need to like recompute that and get our priorities in line. Like if Moses and Jesus could go 40 days, 40 nights without food and water, so can we. I want to talk about something called intermittent fasting. Fasting is something in the spiritual level that you know, as we mature in our walk in the Lord that we want to do because it kind of alleviates all the distractions, food, sugars, all that, so that we can have a clear connection with the Lord, right? But ultimately, intermittent fasting was brought to mind for me, um, and it helps with growing your self-discipline and your self-control. gives our body the place to burn through all the food that we eat and then onto the leftover fat that's hanging around. And the more research that you do, it shows that it kind of restarts the body on a cellular level from all the junk and the routines that we've had over life. It kind of gives the body a fresh start. Some people fast, you know, 12 hours a day, 16 hours a day. Some people only eat once a day. I encourage you to do your research about what your goals are. But I will tell you that when I implemented it in my life, um, it made a huge difference. Like it helped get some bad habits that I had in check, like eating and drinking sugary calorie loaded stuff before bed. By the time I woke up, I would have way more than, you know, 12 hours of fasting and I could feel myself number 1 feel light and debloated, but just have that thing where it's like, oh wow, food isn't necessary. I don't need to have that. And then when I do decide to break the fast, I want to encourage that healthiness. So I'd have like eggs or fruit or something healthier. It's something that feeds into the next good thing. So even if you don't want to do the 12 hours, just start by saying, I'm not going to eat or drink anything with calories after 8 p.m. or after 6 p.m. Try to kick it back a little bit and you'll start to understand that you do have power over things like feeling hungry or giving in to yourself. These three things that I've shared with you, making sure that I'm well rested, making sure that I'm properly hydrated, making sure that I have a good outlook on food, that it's there to provide sustenance for me uh, and I'm not there for it to control. Um, those three things for me had the biggest impact on me even to this day. And what I mean by that is, as I'm sharing this with you to kickstart or encourage you on your transformation, that I'm in the same boat with you. I'm starting again with you guys, focusing on what I can control so I can build myself to the next level. It's all about building up your confidence in yourself of what you're capable of with just a few changes. I really feel like though, if you implement, whether it's just one, two, or three of the tips that I shared here today, that you'll see some success in how you feel and ultimately how you look if you stick with it. I want to thank you for joining me here today on the Next Level Glam Podcast. I hope that you were able to take away something today for yourself, or maybe you know somebody who would benefit from these tips that I shared here today. And if so, would you be able to share it with them? Again, guys, I feel so blessed to be here with you, and I'm looking forward to the next time that we drop a new episode here on the Next Level Glam Podcast. Until then, guys, grow in His grace.